Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh and this is Extra Virgin Postcards, where we hear from people all over the world about what it's like to live where they do. They'll share with us the best places to eat, drink, what to do and what to see, as well as insider tips that only a local would know. So whether you're planning a trip or just armchair traveling, let this postcard take you away. Hi, my name is Shay Marie Trigg and I'm a freelance writer and editor. I live in London in the southeast of England and I've lived here since February this year. But I also lived and worked here from 2017 to 2018. I'm originally from the central coast of New South Wales and before moving to London spent more than 10 years living in beautiful Sydney. London is a huge city. And even though I fell in love with it immediately when I first moved here in 2017, it takes a really long time to dig into. It's so amazingly diverse Um, and it can change massively from neighbourhood to neighbourhood. I live in an area called Salem and we're quite close to a place called Brixton and the differences between those two neighbourhoods just within a few kilometres is pretty extraordinary. Uh, Londoners have a reputation for being quite rude and always in a hurry, but I found that that's kind of a bit of a facade and it breaks down pretty easily. Everyone's really quick to laugh at something silly happening on the tube or strike up a chat with you at the pub. London is really, really big and I don't think you quite realise how big it is until you come here and try and figure out how to get around. It's surrounded by countryside and commuter town, so it's just this huge metropolis in all this green space. And it's spread out over a long time to encompass what used to be really small rural villages. So a lot of the areas feel almost like self-contained towns in themselves. It's divided by the Thames. And like in Sydney, there's a bit of a joke that people north of the river never come south and vice versa. And there's also a huge amount of green space in London. So as soon as the weather gets a bit warm, you'll immediately see everyone gravitate towards those areas. And compared to other European countries, the winters here are pretty mild, but it does get pretty dark and chilly for an Aussie. (laughs) Summers can get hot, but really hot days are rare. It can get really humid though, which it has been for the past few days here. London is full of so much history and culture. So one of my favourite things to do is just going to a random tube stop and getting off and spending hours walking around and looking at the funny buildings and walking down the laneways and just seeing what's around. But for something a bit more specific to do, um, one of the best things is that you get free entry to all of the major museums and they're some of the best museums in the world. The British Museum is obviously a bit controversial, but it does have an amazing collection. And I love the Tate Modern as well. It's in an old power station. It has this amazing cavernous hall at the front and they have rotating large scale installations there throughout the year. And another museum that probably flies under the radar for tourists is the Sir John Stone Museum. He was an architect and the museum is what was actually his house. And it's just crammed with treasures. They don't even have labels on them, but there's paintings by famous British artists like Turner and an Egyptian sarcophagus, old toilet seats. It's quite incredible. Uh, Borough Market is something a lot of tourists do when they come here. It's really busy, but it is actually worth visiting maybe early in the morning if you can swing it. 
there's been a food market here since the 12th century and you can visit and buy food to eat there or you can buy produce to take home and cook. There's amazing cheeses, there's an oyster house, there's pubs. It's a really, really nice um, encapsulation of London at its best, I think. And in summer, I like to go to Hampstead Heath, which is in North London, for a swim in the pond. It's kind of a very London thing to do. And again, as an Australian, it's not something that we really have back home. And a theatre show in London's West End is a must. The tickets can be really expensive, especially if you leave it to the last minute. But if you go to Today Ticks online or the tickets booth in Leicester Square, you can get last minute tickets on the day pretty cheap a lot of the time. On my typical weekend, I'll usually start by getting up early and visiting one of the street markets that pop up around the city on Saturdays and Sundays and getting breakfast and some fruit and flowers to take home. My favourites are Broadway Market in East London. It's near the canal, so it's really lovely to get a coffee and a croissant and walk along the water. And Maltby Street Market in Bermondsey, New London Bridge, is also cool. It's in this tiny little alleyway and it's surrounded by other restaurants and cafes, so it's got a really nice atmosphere. Weekends also usually involve a big walk around a park like Crystal Palace in South London, which is this amazing old Victorian-era park that had this huge Crystal Palace, as its name says, and it burnt down. And then I like to go for a beer at a nearby pub. I think there's food from nearly every country in the world in London, but to start with something that's quintessentially British, there's St John by Chef Fergus Henderson. It's really famous for reigniting interest in British cuisine in the 90s and for its nose-to-tail approach to cooking. And you'll see a lot of old St John chefs that run kind of some of the best restaurants in London these days and in other cities around the world. They've been so influential and it's not snobby at all. The great thing is that you can go into the bar next to the main restaurant. You can get a Negroni or a glass of wine and a couple of dishes and just be on your way. It's just a really lovely egalitarian approach to eating, which I think is something that can be missing in some of the fine dining restaurants in a city like London. There's also Rochelle Canty, which is a British restaurant owned by Fergus Henderson's wife. And it's in an old schoolyard in East London, and it's really special. You have to ring a doorbell to get in. You dine in this beautiful outdoor space, and it's a really lovely experience. I think something people don't realise about London until they get here is how good its street food scene is. And during the week, you'll find workers buying their lunches from the street markets that pop up all across the city. And you also can't come to London without visiting a curry house. And I love tie-ups in Whitechapel. The lamb chops are absolutely banging. I live in South London, which has really great indoor markets with amazing restaurants and bars. And they have a really nice vibe. Everyone kind of gathers in the middle with a drink and something to eat. Or there's restaurants lining the sides. So you're kind of tucked into these tiny little spaces with 10 other people eating amazing Caribbean food, getting Russian food, Portuguese, just kind of everything you can think of. If you want kind of a really... Um, modern British experience, go to Brixton Market. It's got a lot of Caribbean vibe to it and it's really fun. And the London Underground, it's famous, but it can be really expensive. But 
it's double decker buses, which are also really famous, are really efficient and actually quite cheap. There's a flat fare, so it doesn't matter how far you go, you won't pay any more than that one fare. And there's a daily cap. And you can see the city as you drive around rather than being stuck underground in a fluorescent lit tin can. Thanks for having me and have a great time on your next trip to London. Thank you.